Hello, cookbook friends. This is Carrie from Cookbook Divas, and I'm here with my co-host Katie, and we're excited to bring you all of our favorite picks of cookbooks coming out in May 2021 for spring. Yay! Katie spent all this time doing the research for this and finding all of the most interesting cookbooks, and she's not going to make me talk about any of the barbecue or meat ones, because I'm a vegetarian. Yay! <laughs> yeah, I, I do. <laughs> I do have to talk about some seafood. And we're going to start off talking about some beverages, and then we'll move into some entertaining, and then some baking-type books, and then we'll move our way into specialty cookbooks, and one from a restaurant. And you'll just have to wait and see all the delights that we're going to bring you. Yeah. I'm going to start off with my favorite topic, cocktails. Yay. That's the best. I may have to buy this one. I am a wine blogger, but I, one of the secrets of the wine lifestyle is when you're a professional wine blogger, you get home from talking about wine and smelling it and tasting it all day, not necessarily drinking it because professionals dump. You get home and you're really thirsty for beer or cocktails. <laughs> Something different. <laughs> right. So this first book that I want to chat with you about is Gilded Age Cocktails, The History, Lore, and Recipes from America's Golden Age by Cecilia Ticci, and it comes out May 4. I am definitely going to grab this. It's described as a delightful romp through America's Golden Age of Cocktails. And I'm thinking this would be post-prohibition, but I would be so wrong. It's mm. the decades following the American Civil War. Oh, wow. And that's where they came up with the cocktail. The dazzling new drinks, writes the publisher, flourished coast to coast at sporting events, luncheons and balls, on ocean liners and yachts, in barrooms, summer resorts, hotels, railroad train club cars, and private homes. And they're describing how from New York to San Francisco, celebrity bartenders rose to fame and invented drinks for exclusive universities and exotic locales. Okay. So I, the cocktails had to go underground during the Prohibition era, of course. But when you think about it, when we go to a bar and order whatever our favorite drink is, is it a Tom Collins, a Manhattan, a sidecar, an old-fashioned, an aviation, you know, etc. Those were all invented before Prohibition, most of them. So I'm excited to learn about this, and I will probably have to have a drink in hand while I'm reading about it, because I'll be so thirsty. Yeah. So that's Gilded Age Cocktails, History, Lore, and Recipes from America's Golden Age by Cecilia Titchy. And now Katie's going to bring you our next find. Yeah, we're going to move into cookbooks for gatherings, and hopefully we'll be able to start having small gatherings in late spring, early summer. So Yay! maybe some of these will, yeah, some of these will inspire you to start cooking in the kitchen for practice, like myself. Uh, the first cookbook I'm going to talk about is In Good Company, Simple, Generous Recipes and Ideas, and Ideas for Having People Over. It comes out May 4th. Um, it's by Sophie Hansen. And... Again, this cookbook is geared for gatherings and for big gatherings, it looks like. So I'm Ooh. not encouraging big gatherings no, right now. not but, right now. No. But uh, this is cool because I know sometimes I've gone to some parties and there's a limitation on food. And food should be, like, there should be a plethora of food. So 
Uh, this has very generous servings. Um, it kind of, the whole idea is that you're hosting for a bunch of friends, family, like family reunions. So imagine that kind of size of gatherings. Um, everything's divided up into season. So spring, summer, winter, autumn. Um, the pictures are beautiful. It's kind of, it's a little rustic and I, I like that. I don't know. I always feel like rustic and family kind of go together a little bit. Um, the recipes are really fun and unique. I'm seeing an orange and honey uh, cake, which oh, looks yum. beautiful. Yum. Um, we've got a, they have a, mer- I don't know how to say this, mer- merguez meatballs with hummus, which sounds interesting. I don't know Pist- how to say that either. Mm. Yeah. Pistachio and mint tempanade, which is so, oh. So there's a lot of really awesome recipes in here. Very unique and fun. And you're going to definitely wow all of your friends with this cookbook. So that, again, is in good company, simple, generous recipes and ideas for having people over. You know, we're going to be in big trouble because we can't buy every cookbook that we are looking through. And we're not big enough of bloggers and we're not big enough podcasters to get them for free yet. And even if we did, where would I store all these? But I want this next book so much. I know. (laughs) Speaking of throwing parties, which I miss doing and we'll do it again. And I'll, I'll start doing it slowly and inviting my vaccinated friends over. The next book is Tables and Spreads, a go-to guide for beautiful snacks, intimate gatherings, and inviting feasts by Shelley Westerhausen Warsel and Wyatt Warsel. It comes out May 4. And I admit, in the past, and I throw a party every weekend, I'm a party animal, but I was panicking because some of my friends are vegetarian like myself, some are meat and potatoes people, some are gluten-free, some are vegan, and some are hindu so they can't have any beef or pork anywhere near them so i would just throw a whole bunch of huge variety all over the table but i didn't spend any time arranging it and making it look pretty i was more concerned with labeling stuff so i would like to learn how to present things more attractively <sighs> so this is the author of the best-selling platters and boards so it i don't know if it's a sequel quote unquote tables and spreads says the publisher is a must-have cookbook and resourceful styling guide with 60 easy-to-prepare recipes, plus behind-the-scenes insight into creating a beautiful, inviting table for every occasion, including tips on choosing a theme. I don't need that. I'm pretty good at throwing theme parties, I have to admit. Styling your food in creative ways, using linens, flowers, music, etc. And they actually have it set up with some party themes in the book, so I'm so excited to see this. One of the themes is Ladies' Night Lettuce Wraps. That doesn't sound very delicious, though. Like, eh, it's too healthy. <laughs> Christmas morning Dutch baby party. That sounds fun. That does. Dips for dinner. Love it. And then here's something that's not unique to any cookbook on the planet. A boozy Bloody Mary bar. Yeah, we all know about that. But that's okay. I'll, yeah. I'll look at their pictures. There's timelines, shopping lists, and diagrams for those of us that are super attentive to details. I'm not. I kind of have the timeline in my head just because I'm... I throw so many parties. And the photography, as you can imagine, if you've ever seen the first book, Platters and Boards, it's gorgeous. In fact, I'm looking at a shaved beet and carrot salad with sumac and dill. I never would have thought to throw sumac in there. That sounds so good. There's a smoky sun-dried tomato and walnut dip, which I want to make immediately. Yeah. Yeah. I took a class at PCC Cooks on making 
it, it, the class wasn't on making a walnut dip, but we made a walnut dip as part of the class. And I never would have thought of throwing sun-dried tomatoes in there, but that sounds amazing. Oh, that sounds really good. And here's an entire page on portioning a spread. How much of the spread should probably be cheese? How much should be nuts and condiments and fruit, vegetables, cookies, chips, and meat? That's brilliant. Meat should be two to three ounces per person that's going to eat meat. Cheese should be two to four ounces per person that's going to eat cheese. That is so helpful. Can't wow. wait to buy it. It's so detailed. I'm yes. surprised. Like, yes. I actually need it because I don't know all those details. Yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. So that's Tables and Spreads, a go-to guide for beautiful snacks, intimate gatherings, and inviting feasts by Shelley Westerhausen Warsel and Wyatt Warsel. The last cookbook for big ga- or gathering cookbooks that I have on my list is called Come On Over, Southern Delicious for Every Day and Every Occasion. comes out May 4th. 2021 by Elizabeth High School. Uh, she is a author and she's a contributor for the Today Show, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, th- this cookbook is laid out in a really cute way. Um, so when you turn to the table of contents, it actually reminds me of a calendar a little bit. So you've got like a, it almost looks like a tic-tac-toe board and her, the first uh, category is weekdays, the second is party days, third Smart. is delta days. What? And so I like how she's done this. So it, it's not really like, oh, here's ordinary breakfast, lunch, dinner. It's like, here's specific kinds of days and like how, what kind of foods you'll provide or, you know, want to oh. cook for those kind of days. Even like That's cheat clever. days, Ooh. diet days, school days, summer days. It's just cute. It's a really like cute that. thing. Yeah. And um, it just, it doesn't, I guess, limit, uh, well, I guess it kind of, it's not limiting. It's just, you know, sometimes, so if it's game day, she's got a whole section for game days. I tend to be like, oh, we need a cheese, uh, like a queso dip and chips and, you know, but <laughs> yeah. you could expand so much. And I really like how she's kind of opened it up to, oh, we can actually have these kinds of things on these days. So I'm going to see if I can find a recipe. So for a summer day, she has a recipe for grandmother's mocha cake, which is really, Ooh. this looks really good. Um, for weekdays, so, you know, kids are coming home from school and you're home from a long day of work. You've got a beef bourguignon. I'm sorry if I said that wrong, my friend. You did it right. I, That's perfect. Yay! Uh, so they've got a slow cooker uh, beef recipe here for weekdays. Um, and then also like a spaghetti recipe. So there's some classics in here as well as like just some unique finds too. Um, the recipes are very, very easy um, and very approachable. She also includes, uh, she calls them mom tips, which is <laughs> really cute. She has chef tips as well, but you know, she's got these mom tips that kind of go through like, hey, I know that when the kids come over with their friends, sometimes people are vegetarian, gluten-free, blah, blah, blah. So here's what you can do to change it up. Or you chef grow, tips. You oh, grew up in a house where all you guys brought all the kids from the neighborhood home because they wanted to hang yeah. out with your mom because <laughs> she was so fun. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, so this, was, this is actually a really cool book for... Uh, all kinds of people definitely moms uh but yeah it it has chef tips in there too so you know how to prep things earlier like how to better 
prepare your meals. So definitely check this out. It's a really cool cookbook. Uh, it's again, come on over Southern delicious for every day and every occasion. I love the cover of my next book that I want to share with you called Little Tarts, One Pastry Recipe Times 60 Fillings. It's oh by Ma uh, Mike Shaling, and it comes out May 4. And I love making tarts. Love, love, love. In fact, I just was digging in a cupboard looking for another pan and found like seven different tart pans that I've never used. I'm like, oops! And I end up using the same tart pan, but... <clears throat> Love it, love it. I'm probably going to have to get this. I love the idea of, okay, master this one pastry, you know, tart, pastry tart, and then fill it different ways. So this author teaches you how to create the perfect creamy layer with delicious toppings from apples and pears to pineapple and rhubarb. Rhubarb, I'm going to say, grows in my yard. I'm not a fan of it, so I never put a fence around it and the dogs pee on it so we can't eat it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a TMI. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but if you ever come over to my house and I say I'm serving rhubarb pie, don't worry. It's from Whole Foods. It's fine. So <laughs> interestingly enough, this little tarts book includes 15 different types of ganache as well as other chocolate fillings and toppings, which I find interesting because I don't think of ganache and tarts in the same breath usually. So the chapters are number one, petite gâteau. Chapter two, let's bake. And then dough, examples, almond cream and clafouti cream, crumble, pastry cream, jam and jelly for the finishing touch, but yet there's more. Chapter nine is fruit, and then citrus fruit has its own chapter, and then chocolate, and then and more, and the final chapter is party time. Woohoo! That is Little Tarts by Mike Shaling, coming out May 4. My baking cookbook is, I'm excited about it because it's all gluten-free and I'm very, I got, it's very sciencey too. It's called Baked Perfection, Delicious Gluten-Free Recipes with a Pinch of Science. Uh, it comes out mo uh, May 4th. It's by, I apologize if this is the wrong pronunciation, Katerina Schermelge. Um, so this is a hundred all gluten-free recipes they're all baking oriented recipes so i one thing i struggle with when i buy a gluten-free book and i just want a baking book is sometimes they include you know here's spaghetti and here's this and that but i just want purely baking um so a hundred purely baking all gluten-free recipes it is definitely a must-have if you or a loved one you know is gluten-free because um it goes through all of the basic bakes. So you've got um, cakes, cupcakes, obviously, and muffins, brownies, cookies and bars, pies, tarts, even breads. And they even have a tea time section in here, which is very cute. I very much like that. Uh, it talks about the science of gluten-free uh, flour in particular. If you're not familiar with it, there's surprisingly, and this is actually new to me too, and I've been doing this for like almost a decade, um, different flours have different ingredients in there that actually affect your bake. So some flours have like xanthane gum and some don't, which wow. uh, can greatly affect your bake. Uh, so some recipes require you to, unfor unfortunately, sometimes you do have to make your own flour, but it's actually not as hard as you might think it is um and they go through a lot of those little details in here 
and they go through certain things like how to make um your you know your bake like your cakes for instance just bigger because sometimes people struggle with oh i made a cake but it's really small or it's kind of collapsed so there's a lot of really cool stuff in here and katarina actually is under she's undertaking a phd in inorganic chemistry from oxford so she's integrating all of her science knowledge into her baking and i i really love it so she's probably got this down you know, like she's coming at it from a very science angle. She's like, I know that this ingredient is going to do the best thing for your cake. So I, I very much appreciate it. Um, so if you, you just need a gluten-free baking book, I this is probably the one you should choose. Uh, so again, that's Baked to Perfection, Delicious Gluten-Free Recipes with a Pinch of Science. Next up, this looks so beautiful. It's called Lush Life Food and Drinks from the Garden by Valerie Rice. And the photographer are a couple named Gemma Ingalls and Andrew Ingalls. Gorgeous, gorgeous. I actually have, I don't, I can't say I have a garden in my backyard. Here in Seattle, we don't quite get enough sun in the backyard, but I do have a little herb garden on my deck and in my house I have miniature orange and lemon trees and I love using them to make drinks. Mm -hmm. So this cookbook encourages you to eat and drink what's in season and it says besides you won't be bored your menus will be less complicated and everything will taste better. And she has the eat drink garden Instagram and blog and in Lush Life she brings together 156 of her favorite seasonal recipes for yet again entertaining. Yay! Yay! as well as family meals and snacks, cocktail recipes, and wine advice. Now, Katie and I don't really need wine advice because we are wine bloggers in real life, but I'm, I'm up to hearing other people's opinions of food that you should do it. And this is described as a California dream of a cookbook that will inspire readers to grow their own, cook it fresh, and pour a luscious beverage. Love it! There is nothing to hate about that. Going to be beautiful. That's Lush Life Food and Drinks from the Garden by Valerie Rice. My cookbook is called Everyday Dinners, Real Life Recipes to Set Your Family Up for a Week of Success, a cookbook. Uh, it came out or it comes out March 4th. It's by Jessica Merchant. She happens to be the beloved blogger and author of the website The Pretty Dish, which I have not checked out before. But I have. I it's now. gorgeous. Oh, it's gorgeous. I love it. And I'm sure it is because the pictures in this cookbook are fantastic. I Just mouth-watering. Uh, even just the cover. It's like a tortilla soup, but it looks all enhanced. And, you know, there's like a full avocado in there and a bunch of cilantro. And it looks like some delicious cotija cheese and lime and rat. Ugh, it looks so good. I'm so hungry. Anyway, um, it just looks really awesome. I really like this because most of the recipes only take about 30 minutes max. Um, and that's perfect for weekdays. Because most of us are super busy, as even Harry though and I understand. Even though we work at home, we're busy. I can't go cook right now. I'm doing a podcast. <laughs> they've done a, They've actually done studies that people are. Yeah, they actually don't have time. Like we still don't have time. That's a fact. You know, we still are filling up our, our days, even if we're all at home. It's just it's crazy. So um, 
a lot of these recipes look uh, to me, and Carrie could probably correct me if I'm wrong. It almost looks California influenced, in my opinion. It's kind of got like a, a healthy twist to a lot of these um, recipes. They try to incorporate as many uh, plant-based kinds of things together. It looks like, and, and lots of greens, which I really appreciate. Mm-hmm. But like. Um, one thing, so I talked about the tortilla soup because it, oh God, I just want tortilla soup. They have something uh, called a strawberry pepper salad, mm, which yeah. sounds really good. They have a grilled pork chop with peach and Napa slaw, which it, it that looks just stunning. So there's a lot of really cool, quick recipes in here that, you know, they're not unhealthy and they're filling and they only take 30 minutes to prepare. Um, so I definitely, if you're busy like the rest of us, I would definitely check this out. Definitely check out the pretty dish because it, yeah, it's definitely worth your time. So that is everyday dinners, real life recipes to set your family up for a week of success. Next up, I have a cookbook that's amusing me very much. It's called Mm. The Secret Ingredient Cookbook. 125 family-friendly recipes with surprisingly tasty twists. It's by Kelly Senier. Comes out May 4. She's the founder of the food site Just a Taste. Never heard of it, but I will go check it out. Some of the recipes are not that, you know, surprisingly twisty. She has a vanilla bean drop donuts made with Greek yogurt. Okay. She has sweet and tangy baked chicken wings made with blackberry jam. And some of the things that are interesting twists are savory caramel corn made with, wait for it, bacon and thyme. Whoa. Okay, the (laughs) bacon, I was like, all right, but thyme too? Wow. With caramel? Wow. (laughs) I know. I am open to it. She has a healthy white chicken chili, and I would be interested in checking out that recipe because I do make, I'm a vegetarian that occasionally cooks meat for my boyfriend. So I've been wanting to make him a white chicken chili because I only make him beef chili, but this one's made with my boyfriend's least favorite ingredient, hummus. Oh my God. He hates hummus. That's funny. She has an inventive recipe for salted caramel bread pudding made with chocolate croissants. To as the bread. <laughs> oh my! I could see that being really good though, because croissants are so uh, airy. And oh wow, that sounds good. And she promises that every ingredient in the cookbook can be found in any supermarket. And I'm going to take a look inside. And I love Amazon's look inside feature. Thank you, Amazon, yet again. Yes. The table of contents is breakfast, snacks, soups and salads, pastas, entrees, sides, desserts, and drinks. So nothing that crazy there. I just clicked on Amazon's awesome surprise me feature and I see a raspberry chocolate sheet cake. Mm, Looks good. They're not going to let me see a lot. Whoa, a pumpkin chocolate chip snack cake. Carrot cupcakes with cream cheese frosting. Okay, that's not surprising. So what is the... Oh, you make the frosting out of a cup of orange candy melts and Green candy melts, cream cheese. Otherwise, I don't know where the twist is in this one, but okay. That's fine. Let's see if it'll let me see another surprise. A fudgy brownie tart. Okay, what's the surprise in that one? Butter, chocolate, kosher salt, egg yolks, coffee liqueur. Okay, that's the surprise. (laughs) Yum. 
So, that is the Secret Ingredient Cookbook, 125 Family-Friendly Recipes with Surprisingly Tasty Twists by Kelly Senny. I'm going to talk about two uh, cookbooks. One is plant-based, and then the other one is keto. Uh, The first one is by Dustin Harder. It's Epic Vegan, Quick and Easy, Simple One-Pot-and-One-Pan Plant-Based Recipes. Oh, it got extended. I'm very sad. It was supposed to come out May 4th, but it's actually coming out June 1st. And I was really excited to get this sooner than later because I'm trying really hard to go back to plant-based. We no! just have to be patient. It's the pandemic. <laughs> Things can't I be Uh, But, okay, so the reason why I'm looking forward to this cookbook is it's huge it has so many recipes in here i don't know if let me see if i can find an actual number for how many recipes there are but it's just there's a lot of classics that you know for instance like mac and cheese it's really hard to uh, it's hard to give that up (laughs) and i want to find something that's going to be you know really tasty and taste like really good mac and cheese i'm open to you know it being tasting a little different but also being healthy and vegan as well um so kind of the ultimate goal for this cookbook is that everything is affordable um it's approachable it's it's accessible so that's kind of what they're trying to do and keep keep everything flavorful um so and another thing it's easy. So everything in here requires either one pot or one pan, which I adore because I'm a bum and I'm okay with it. Um, no one enjoys washing dishes. Uh, I mean, very few people on the planet are like, I'm going to wash dishes tonight. Yay. And that's, the th- I. so that was the thing that was uh, a struggle for me with transitioning to plant-based was there are just a lot of prep time and a lot of dishes accumulating and I felt like I was always at the sink and I was like oh my goodness what am I doing so I really like the idea of it simplifying it because it can be really intimidating for people to eat vegan and also just the you know what kind of recipes are available so as we're you know transitioning forward and more people are doing plant-based there's more options so for this book for instance we have like a um quick queso with chili lime chips we've got a a veggie sandwich a stress-free reuben burger which is interesting i'd really like to try that they have obviously something like they've got a huge cookie skillet so there's a lot of really cool recipes in here it's really fun the pictures are really bright everything's bold it's just yeah it's a cool uh, cookbook Uh, So that's Epic Vegan, Quick and Easy, Simple One Pot and One Pan Plant-Based Recipes by Dustin Harder. The Keto uh, cookbook I want to talk about is called Keto Barbecue, From Bunless Burgers to Cauliflower Potato, quote-unquote, salad. Ooh, Uh, yum. 100 plus delicious low-carb recipes for a keto-friendly barbecue by Faith Gordsky. Uh, and Lara Clevenger. So um, I, I personally love the sides for barbecues. Uh, so I can see that being a really hard thing to conquer when you're keto because everything is so carb heavy. You've got potato oh, yeah. salad, macaroni salad. All of the salads don't even have lettuce in it. Uh, 
I always bring a cold <laughs> pasta salad, and then to be fair, I make a cold pasta salad with gluten-free pasta, and that tastes disgusting, and no one ever wants to eat it, but at least I bring it. Oh, I, I might try it, but you said it tasted gross, so now I don't know. Well, just because <laughs> it's the lentil pasta that I used from Trader Joe's got kind of mushy, and oh. I mean, the flavor was good. I had fresh basil in there, and I had nice Italian dressing in there, and now cheese cubes. Good. It's, it's starting to sound a little better. Yeah. Uh, this re- this uh, cookbook has a- actually it's more than just a hundred. It's a hundred and fifty keto recipes for barbecues. Um, so again, there's a lot of focus on the sides, and again, like bread is a huge thing, and the salads. It's all carb based. So trying to find ways of eating like not so many carbs and incorporating a, a little healthier light, especially since barbecue s- season is coming up. This is, probably needs to be in your arsenal, especially if you're keto. There are uh, recipes for grilling. You've got dessert recipes and even beverage recipes. I actually kind of laughed when... Uh, so there's actually a blue raspberry Kool-Aid recipe. <laughs> it doesn't actually... Wait, uh, what? Where do you get the powder or what? No, they How does that it, work? <laughs> it requires, oh, the drink. yeah. You make it from scratch. You're not even using the Kool-Aid packet. So Can you put um, rum in it later? Or Oh, man. Yes. And vodka, <laughs> and he... please. Okay, yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they've got obviously like all kinds of recipes in here. It's not just totally geared to barbecue sides, but it's a whole immersive barbecue experience and keto-oriented. So if you're on keto right now and you want to still indulge and have fun and do barbecues... Keto Barbecue, the cookbook by Faith Gorski and Laura Clevenger should be on your list. I think we're moving on to international cookbooks. Yay! Yes, and we just have one or two to present. I am excited because I love Middle Eastern cooking, at least the vegetarian versions of it. This one is Eat Habibi Eat Fresh Recipes for Modern Egyptian Cooking by Shahir Masood. It's a hundred recipes to celebrate the bold flavors, bright colors, and fresh tastes of the Middle East. So in Arabic, Habibi translates to my darling. And you use this loving endearment for your closest friends and family. And interestingly, I've never heard of the cookbook author, but apparently Shahir Masood is a Canadian Egyptian chef and a television host. So I wonder what his show is. Anyway... The cookbook encourages you to explore the rich spices. Well, I'm scared because I'm a wimp and I'm allergic to ginger, but I don't think ginger's in a lot of Middle Eastern foods, luckily. But I'm allergic to cinnamon, and that is in a lot of them. So that's why I need a cookbook, because I can edit the recipes to take out stuff that will kill my tongue. Yay! So the cookbook includes recipes for our things that we're very familiar with if we love Middle Eastern food, like shakshuka, my favorite breakfast, shawarma, fatouche salad, and then he modernizes it with offerings such as chickpea fries with harissa mayo. And this is interesting, coffee and coriander beef ribs with pomegranate barbecue sauce. Whoa. Oh, wow. I know. And there's unfortunately no Amazon preview where I can look inside the book, so we'll just have to leave it at that and be curious until May 4 when Eat Habibi Eat comes out. Oh, that sounds awesome. My cookbook is Ripe Figs, 
Recipes and Stories from Turkey, Greece, and Cyprus by Yasmin Khan. Uh, you might recognize her, Carrie, from uh, she wrote Zytoon. Yes, yes. I think I did a flip a flip through of that on my YouTube channel a while and back. And The Saffron Tales as well. She's a food and travel writer. My dream. Uh, but um, so I always struggle with Mediterranean because not because of Mediterranean, because just trying to find a Mediterranean cookbook because it always seems to center around Mediterranean diets and not just embracing the food for what it is. Um, so I love that this is basically like a true Mediterranean cookbook. It is just focusing on the culture, uh, the flavors, you know, all all of that versus let's eat healthy, which is fine, but. Sometimes I just I want to just experience like Mediterranean culture and like you know not worry so much about my diet. Um, this yeah. recipe book co- uh, covers eighty recipes. I really I I'm having a hard time. I I might have to buy this like soon. It, oh, I forgot to say it comes out on May fourth, so very soon. Um, the pictures are very pretty. It displays you know. Uh, beautiful islands of Greece, like Acaria is just glorious. It's so pretty. Um, obviously the pictures are really vibrant and bright, like Mediterranean food is just so colorful. Um, and she really displays that in her cookbook. The, uh, in the table of contents, how she's divided it up, she's got, um, all of her introduction and all the necessities you're going to need for basically cooking all of these foods in your pantry. She starts with breakfast and leads to breads and grains, mise, light balls, or light meals, and sides. Uh, She does salads and then soups separately. She's got mains and desserts. Yay! Um, You can kind of mix and match these recipes, which I, I really like. She kind of encourages you to... She gives you kind of a list of whole... of the of meal ideas like you could do this and you could match this up with this everything in her cookbook or you can you know mix and match however you would like to but I like her suggestions so that you have a whole meal at your disposal so it's just a really cool cookbook especially if you're looking forward to some you know a newer Mediterranean oriented cookbook so that again is ripe figs recipes and stories from Turkey Greece and Cyprus it is by Yasmin Khan. And now, when I'm going to the grocery store tonight, I'm probably going to pick up some figs because you made me hungry for them. <laughs> <I'm so laughs> I want to learn more about figs. I never cook with figs, so it'd be cool to learn about it, you know. Anyway. My next cookbook I want to share with you is Farm, Fire, and Feast, Recipes from the Inn at Bay Fortune by Michael Smith. I have never heard of the inn at Bay Fortune or where Bay Fortune is, but this celebrity chef is on Canada's eastern coast and what got my caught my eye is the restaurant is on Prince Edward Island. Now if we have any Anne of Green Gables fans here, Prince Edward Island is beloved by all of us, so we're intrigued and I do want to make an Anne of Green Gables pilgrimage someday, but that'll have to wait till after my Jane Austen pilgrimage to England. Anyway, I have oh. a lot of plans. I yes. know so Prince Edward Island is a destination for travelers and food lovers, not just Anna Green Gables fans. 
and the inn at Bay Fortune is a five-star country inn, and the restaurant that's there is called Fireworks, and they have a live fire culinary experience with unforgettable meals. So, it's also an organic farm on eight acres. They have multiple herb gardens that they use to source for the, the restaurant food, kind of like Willow's Lodge here near us in Seattle. They have five greenhouses and a small orchard. So most restaurants don't have their own farms, so that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. And I can't peek inside this cookbook, so I don't have anything else to say about it, other than I can read off some of the recipes, include iron-seared eyelid scallops, oven-baked salt-crusted halibut, beach lobster, wood-grilled butcher steak, smokehouse pork belly, a potato bacon cheddar tart that I'm going to make with just potato cheddar, <clears throat> fire garden tacos, Okay, this is cool. Sunchoke fries. Mm -hmm. Oh, yum. Strawberry rhubarb shortcake and wild blueberry grunt. And I don't know what a grunt is, and my mom used that word to mean something gross. So I guess language has changed since I was a little girl in the 60s. So <laughs> normally we don't eat grunt. That's all I can say. So that cookbook is Farm, Fire, and Feast Recipes from the Inn at Bay Fortune by Michael Smith. Um. My cookbook is Wild Child Adventure Cooking with Kids. Uh, it is by Sarah Glover. Uh, Kat Parker does the photography, and I have to mention it because the photos are really fun. So this is definitely a kid-oriented cookbook. Surprisingly, it's just a different kind of kid cookbook, though. It's not super cutesy. It's more like, here's pictures of kids having fun on the water, on the beach, building forts. You can, too. Uh, I love so that, because the cutesy ones are everywhere, and they're kind of demeaning right. to the older kids to kind of look down on them, and I love this. Right. It's it's great, because it, it does appeal for all ages, I would say. Um, and what's really cool, so it seems like it's a very outdoorsy-oriented book, like only these, you know, because they teach you here how to make a fire, and let's cook over the fire, too. Um, you can utilize a lot of these recipes in indoors as well so i like that it's not exclusively outdoorsy um it also uh, approaches dietary restrictions so it's not you know it's not just i every time i think of outdoor co cooking it always uh meat is always orient uh, is always a a must-have but that's not the case here it can you can have vegan and vegetarian recipes as well yay um, there yeah, there are 50 very simple recipes. It's approachable for kids and adults. It even has a fire safety chapter in there. <laughs> and I like that a lot. I think it's very cute. Uh, so definitely give this one a look, especially since camping season is coming. This would be a really fun one to have on hand. It's Wild Child Adventure Cooking with Kids. I'm happy for you that camping season is coming, but I am a glamper or a no thank you camper. So have fun. I'll be in a fancy hotel. <laughs> I like the no thank yeah. you one. <laughs> my final cookbook I am reading about for you out of the goodness of my heart, because as a vegetarian, I do not eat seafood. But I know a lot of people find lobster very delicious and part of your summer rituals. So here you go. There's a new lobster cookbook coming out on May 1st. Yay! Yay. It's, it's called Lobster, 75 Recipes Celebrating the World's Favorite Seafood. It's by Dana Moose. And Amazon is going to let me peek inside this one. 
she I'm just thinking of like a lobster roll, typical, you know, whatever. But she comes up with some interesting recipes. For example, lobster bread pudding. Whoa. Steamed lobster, lobster bisque. Okay, that's not very, you know, okay, lobster roll. She does an egg roulade with lobster. And she does lobster wontons. Whoa, Mm. that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Let's peek at the table of contents. She does starters and small bites. Lobster and fried green tomatoes with spicy remoulade. I admit that sounds really good. Mm -hmm. Grilled bacon-wrapped lobster skewers with garlic mayo for dipping. The dips and spreads include chilled lobster butter. That seems like a waste of expensive lobster, but maybe you're just using the juice. I don't know. Soups and salads include how to make lobster stock for flavor. Uh, Lobster wonton soup. A lobster louis salad. A lemon zest lobster salad with shallots and fresh dill in puff pastry. That sounds amazing. Lobster mango and avocado salad for the healthy folks. There's a sandwich chapter with a lobster panini, a lobster BLT, lobster sliders. That's clever. Mm -hmm. There's an entire taco chapter with all sorts of tacos, including crispy corn lobster tacos. I'm sure you're all dying and drooling right now. And then it continues with main courses like lobster and sausage jambalaya, lobster Newburgh pasta, lobster seafood paella with grilled octopus, in case you don't have enough seafood in there, lobster pot pie that my boyfriend Bob would love to eat that. And then here's a chapter called Lobster. It's what for breakfast? <laughs> with a That's lobster cute. and corn quiche, or the aforementioned egg roulade, a lobster frittata savory scallion waffles topped with a brown butter poached lobster. There's, of course, a Bloody Mary chapter. So that is Ooh. Lobster 75 Recipes Celebrating the World's Favorite Seafood by Dana Moose. And that is my last cookbook. Uh, my last cookbook is the Campfire Cast Iron Cookbook, uh, the ultimate cookbook of hearty and delicious cast iron recipes. This is a cider mill press cookbook comes out May 4th. Uh, Again, camping season is definitely going to be more... uh, It's going to be in this year, I have a feeling. Uh, So there's (laughs) over 100 recipes in here, and cast iron is just probably the best thing you're going to want to take with you camping, because that's kind of all you need, is just one cast iron versus a million different pots and pans. Uh, so it talks, we go through breakfast, we have sides, uh, which includes all your starches. We have meat, uh, meat chapters, seafood, vegetables, even desserts, which that would be super awesome to have with you while you're camping. Um, again, as usual with Cider Mill Press, all of these recipes are always very easy and approachable. I really like the design of this cookbook just because it, it kind it actually it just reminds me of camping. They have like pictures of the forest and beautiful sunsets, but they also have your really awesome rustic looking uh, recipes that, you know, only require, you know, like five or six ingredients, which is great, especially for camping because you don't want to bring too much with you. Um, But you want it to be super enjoyable and and awesome at the same time. So uh, if you're interested in that and interested even without camping, just cast iron recipes 
uh, you should definitely check out the Campfire ca the Campfire Cast Iron Cookbook. That's a mouthful. Uh, the Ultimate Cookbook of Hearty and Delicious Cast Iron Recipes comes out May 4th by Cider Mill Press. And that is the end of today's episode. Thank you guys so much for listening to us and going over the first week of May, all of these awesome cookbooks. Stay tuned every Tuesday and Friday every single week for new episodes. Uh, you can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Pinterest at Cookbook Divas. Also, make sure to check out our website, cookbookdivas.com, for blog posts and other awesome things. We'll see you soon. Bye.